What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with people asking for a favor and people in line at Baskin Robbins asking for a flavor. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul. Let's get big factin'. Let's get no capping. I think Phil asked me recently why, depending on how much that cost, you didn't try and do like a hair transplant. Oh, it costs way less than a hair transplant. Well, apparently Phil's got an in with a doctor who like every year rounds up a bunch of bald boys and he takes them to Turkey to get like way cheaper hair replacements and like Yeah, my cousin total... wanted me to do that. I just wasn't interested. Oh yeah. Phil's trying to get in on that. <laughs> uh he shouldn't do it unless he's play unless he's good with flying to Turkey multiple times. The problem is it is way cheaper in Turkey and they are good at it. Mm-hmm. But you do need multiple treatments of that to really make a difference when you're as bald as me and Phil. Hmm. Well, Phil's just got a buzz cut. <laughs> Unless he's willing to stay in Turkey for a couple weeks or to go back. I was going to say, honestly, if it's like in the span of weeks, just make that a vacation. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> a multi-week Turkish vacation. The other thing is I have cousins who now who who it's like a meme for them about flying through Turkey. You just see a bunch of bald-headed guys with the most like nasty because it's like before it's grown in enough and you can still see the little scars on their head and they're like it's yeah. nasty. I have it to see that. Ooh, goddamn. Yeah. That's the one where they like take it from your booty, right? Yeah. Now they take it from the back of your head. Oh, uh, okay. I think you're thinking of just general skin transplants where they'll take it from your butt a lot of the time? I think so, yeah. Is that... And Adrian, I don't mean to, uh, TMI, brother. TMI, but, uh, feel free to not answer. Is your is your butt the same color as the rest of you? <laughs> you know the sun don't shine there. It's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit lighter. Mine too. Yeah. But do you think if it got the same amount of sun, it would be the same color? It's not like a palm or the bottom of a foot where it's like always going to be lighter. No, I, th- I think it could get darker. Yeah, if is I was it- willing to do that sun tanning. Okay. You think yours is just permanently whiter? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just curious. I mean, you have darker skin. I my, my palm is basically the same color as the rest of my body. I guess it's a little mm. pinker. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it can get darker because I remember when I was getting into um butthole sunning for a while. My ass was definitely getting a little bit darker. That was a weird phase. I felt virile. I would just call you up and you'd be like, oh, I can't right now. I can't talk right now. I'm butthole sunning. I'd be like, why can't you talk while you do that? <laughs> you, make your t- <laughs> you should be able to multitask. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, so I can't bring it in for media roundup. But I'm currently in the middle of watching Boy Boy talk about they're doing a commentary video on George Bush's master class. And I know that's like slam dunk easy material for lefties but man it it hits every time it's so the 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 gall that these people have to go up and do a master class and be like leadership is about not I was always gonna say to what consensus. is his executive excellence because i want to say that yeah, might yeah. be like what hillary clinton's was about <laughs> yeah how to be a leader so funny yeah it's pretty cool uh since we're talking about media roundup that we only sort of want to do there's this youtuber and 
I I find him really entertaining, but I also think everything he says is wrong and fake. Dear mm-hmm. Modern, I don't know where he's from. I guess he, he's been in Singapore and China. You know, he, he's definitely East Asian. I can tell you that much. Mm. Uh, he's done videos in the UK, Singapore, China, and he does feng shui, uh, like organization tips uh, for your home. And all of it feels mm-hmm. really fake to me, but he's just such a... He's such a natural entertainer that I keep watching his videos anyway. I'm like, ooh, but that was fun. <laughs> that was fun to learn about feng shui for that room, how he would reorganize it to make it better. Mm, so he's like a Steve Harvey type. He's just a natural charisma. Yeah, he has real natural charisma. So uh, Dear Modern is my tip. I like learning about how like, if you have a animal skin carpet, make sure to face its face towards your door because then it, its spirit can you know, protect you in the room. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I thought you were going to end that with, like, towards the north. <laughs> I was like, what is it, praying to Mecca? <laughs> no, you know, well, Mecca's not <laughs> in the north, but okay, anyway. <laughs> Depending on where, where you are. Yeah, yeah, maybe if you're south of Mecca. If you're south of Mecca. <laughs> one <Yeah>. time. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> Oh yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't seem, I'm sure maybe he has some videos that are, like, about aligning your whole house towards like the northeast west mm-hmm. but he really concentrates on rooms and the energy flow from like doors and windows and a lot less about the north south oh uh, i see and he is pretty flexible i will say a lot of the times his tips are and i know some of you will say this isn't possible for like this reason you know like the room has to be organized a certain way well here's how you mm-hmm. can here's how still within those constraints you can uh, make your room nice feng shui and um, have you implemented any of these things I was thinking about it, but then I remembered I don't believe in feng shui. Hmm. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. <laughs> Definitely the funniest joke he's done so far was when he was talking about uh, putting a mirror in your room. And he was like, talking about, oh, I forget what the, it was, he, he generally doesn't like mirrors in rooms. But mm. he was saying if you have to have Even them. for a small room to make it larger? I don't think he believes in that the joke to end the video was, and that's why you should be careful where you keep your mirror, and he kind of, like, angles the photo a little differently, and you see he's not wearing pants. That's pretty good. I was like, ooh! And then he also ends a lot of videos with, and now you know, and brings the phone really close to his face. I don't know why that's Mm. his classic sign-off. Well, you have to have something, you know? You gotta do some Mm. kind of branding. That's why we always say waka waka at the end of ours. Waka waka, eh, eh, this time for Palestine. Do you wanna do real media roundup? Yeah, what's up? Oh, uh, I was more calling on you. I think I have, uh, let's see, I did tour to Davis yesterday. That was fun. Drinking, going to different parks. Um, uh, we got very few votes for best costume, which I think was fair enough. We were a little bit minimal with our costumes, but I feel like we deserved a couple of votes. Um, I'm not gonna lie, when I saw the picture you sent me, I did think for a second, oh, that's another group of people. I didn't see you in the corner, and yeah. I was like, that's another group of people doing Sonic. And then, oh. And then I saw you, and I was like, oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So I get it. There was one guy where I was like, oh, that's Dr. Robotnik, there's Sonic. Who are the other people? Nobody looks like Tails. <laughs> that's funny. Um, and then the only other thing is not a roundup as much as it is a, uh, a feedback thing. 
Uh, both uh, Adam and Phil watched Soft and Quiet at my uh, recommendation. So apparently Paul was right. It was just too good of a, <laughs> too tantalizing a description. <laughs> um, and uh, Adam's review was, I knew what was going to happen the entire time, but it still got me. And then Phil was like, yeah, man, this movie hurts. <laughs> Adam knew the whole time because he would have looked it up on Wikipedia because he's like, I'm not a baby. I can handle the twist. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So I got report, report back, reports back from them. That's funny. Yeah. What about you, Podboy? Uh, I don't really have a media roundup. You're not living life. I wish I could be a feng shui influencer. Is that really what you'd want to do? Yeah. If I had one not, like, genie wish. food influencer or like... No. No? I like I like his energy. Well, it's because he's got all that good feng shui going. I know! <laughs> Maybe there is something to it. <laughs> Seems about right. Once again, I so don't believe in it. And there was one where he reorganized somebody's kitchen and it made me so angry. I was like, yes, it looked messier before, but everything was so easily reachable. Now they've got to like sift mm. through their drawer to get to any like specific utensil or pot or pan. It's such a less usable kitchen. It was like the opposite of that scene from the bear where they're trying to do the imaginary where we're going to put things for the kitchen. Oh, I don't remember that. But yes, it was. Oh, it's where like he's supposed to be able to reach up, get a plate and put it down and plate the thing within like six seconds or something like that. And so he's trying to get that down. Yeah, it's exactly like that. And the way he rearranged that kitchen, there's no way you're getting a plate in six seconds. You got to pull up all the bowls and then all the big plates Mm. and then you can get to the regular size plate. Oh, that is how I usually stack mine. (laughs) You actually put bowls on top of plates. Um, Psychotic. Stop doing that. Find a piece of free real estate for your bowls. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. What else is up? Um, nothing, man. It's almost November. It's uh, kind of wild. Not liking that. I know. Are you one of those people who's like, as we get older, time just keeps going by faster, man. Life is no. too much. I think for me and the people in my life, it's like an academic thing. Like we're on a quarter system. And so it's like, God, this quarter's going by fast. And the other people will be like, yep, ain't that the way. Ain't that the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I don't know if this is interesting. Um, I'll tell the audience about this. Uh, actually, no, I don't know if it is interesting, to be honest. I think maybe not. The happy hour that I went to on Friday was interesting that, like, someone had the gall to invite a 1,000-person email listserv to a happy hour where they were offering free drinks. Uh, and the fact that it ended up coming out perfectly, where it was, like, 30 people max. Uh, I got free drinks all night. She was buying pictures for everybody. Got a free burger from the place next door that was doing a promotion. Met some new people. It was a great time. Oh. How did only 30 people of a thousand offered free drinks come out? She did more of like a, I'll buy the first few pitchers. If you come early, you'll definitely get free drinks. But she ended up just buying them all night for everybody. Oh, wow. It was cool, too, because she like she got a little bit of money from her program, which was weird. But they're like, yeah, they just like when we like do gatherings with people. And so I just decided to open it up. And then I also like have a fellowship where they give me $1,000 every quarter. And sometimes I like to just like spread the wealth on that. And so I'll just do something like this. And I was like, doesn't seem like a wise financial decision, but cool. Who is that? Sounds like a nice person. Lady in neuroscience. She was cool. She Shout was out to hiring. Lady in neuroscience. Rebecca, I believe. Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I met some uh, some dudes from like all over, like material science and uh, biomedical engineering and like material chemical engineering. Material science is a cool one. That is like one where it's like, I've invented a new polymer that's going to be used in industry. I guess so. The guy seemed like he had no idea what he was doing. He was like, I just knew I wanted to stay in Davis, so I applied and I got in. (laughs) 
he was like, I know what material means. I know what science means. I thought, what the hell? I, I could probably do material I, I think science. he was like a mechanical engineering undergrad is what he said. And then he was- uh, Oh, interesting. I would have thought more chemists would go into material sciences. I mean, that's what someone said. The chemical engineering guy said material science is just chemistry is with liquids, material science is with solids. And that's basically the difference. Yeah, and I was like, I, I feel know, like I bet that makes sense to people in the industry, but. <laughs> oh, no, it makes sense to me. But I would think like chemistry in general, because it's just like material properties and to create a new material is probably all about like well, that's just alchemy. atomic bonds, right? And just like, yeah, special, unique types of bonds. So it's like. Would a mechanical engineer have, like, a mechanical engineer doesn't learn about, like, doesn't learn about anything at that sort of scale. Enough chemistry? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's just getting a master's, so it's not like he's, like, really doing that much anyways. Yeah, I think that was a dumb choice. Go back. Yeah. Do it again. Also, I didn't like that guy because he was uh, dressed as Ken and he was very eager to open up his shirt and show that he had abs to people. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, okay, I, I can enough of that. Yeah, I was like, that's enough of that. <laughs> That's good off of that. Um, no cap. Um, cool. You want to get into the theme? Yeah, let's do it. All right. This one comes from a one Mr. Marshall Nakatani. Um, favors. Hey, Adrian, can, can you do me a favor and explain this theme real quick? Oh, come on now. That, that's ironic because I think you kind of did. It's uh, the idea of doing a small gesture for somebody or a small task to help a friend out. All right, chat GPT, now can you say it in your own words? It's an integral part of how you say thank you in Spanish, por favor. Or please, oh. in Spanish. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. So is the context of when you say por favor slightly different than when you say please in English? No, they're basically interchangeable. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just word choice that's stuck. Yeah, I don't know if I have a lot to say off the top. Ironically, Marshall was the one who suggested this theme, and he likes it when we talk more off the top. But yeah, and you I really thought he just needed something from us. I find it hard to... What, what What's the biggest favor you've done for anybody, Adrian? Did you give somebody one of your kidneys and forget to tell me or something like that? That'd be really good for this segment. Uh, I mean, I know someone who's doing that, who's in the process of doing that. What? Um, you know an angel? Which is, you know a hero? Eh, it's for family. I don't know if you can... Really, it's not a random person. Um, but it is the reason why we were out one day and he was like drinking and he was like, all right, I'm going to stop after this one. I'm trying to like keep my kidney healthy for right now. I'm about to give it away. And I was like, all right, that's the, I guess the one time someone said something like that where I wasn't like, come on, let's have another one. <laughs> we can do a couple more. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like he should really use it when he, while he has it. Use it before you lose mm, it. Before he only has one. I think when you only have one, you are supposed to like really not drink at all. Ooh, well, I'm sure he can probably have a couple. <laughs> he can have a couple. He can butt chug. I think. <laughs> I think your kidneys still have to <laughs> filter it, even when it comes in through the butt. So I have a, a fundamental question for you, Paul, in terms of distinctions here. Can you, can you get paid to do a favor, or does a favor have to be free? I think a favor has to be free. Otherwise, it's not Because people a will favor. say, can you do me a favor and, like, watch my cat for a weekend, but, like, they'll still pay you for it. Yeah. Okay. Then that makes it harder to determine what the biggest favor I've done for someone is. I don't think I've done anything big enough to warrant talking about on pod. Never. Biggest favor I've done for someone. Nah, I find it pretty hard to remember anything. Uh, never done like yeah, a, a big very selfish person. Yeah. Act of generosity. I feel like I have. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm sure I have too. I just can't think of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not just <laughs> skirting around any possibility of someone asking you a favor. 
Uh, I know you're an airport pickup guy. That one day that you went to Sacramento or you went to San Francisco two times in a day to pick people up from the airport, but you did get paid for that. So that's 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 exactly what I was thinking of, and that's why I made the distinction. We did a favor for Marshall by taking his suggestion on this episode. Mm-hmm. And that was very big of us. That was very big of us. Mm-hmm. There are also times where I have picked up people from the airport, but it wasn't paid, but it felt like it was a part of a like larger payment. Like, if I get paid to house it for someone and I also pick them up from the airport, it kind of feels like what they gave me money for was also those rides. Mm. But there was one time when uh, I was house-sitting for my advisor, my co-advisor, and it was during March, and he forgot that he was going to, or no, it was during April, and he forgot that he was going to need to turn in his taxes while he was gone on vacation. So his wife had to text me instructions on how to, like, file their taxes for them, like, where to send them and stuff. So I had to like get stuff out of their cabinets, put it in like an envelope and send it somewhere. Going back to favors, I think the money distinction also makes it hard because I feel like the people who I ask the most favors of are Charlie and Joe, respectively, when they were my facility manager, but they were being paid to do all that stuff. Like, I don't know if any of it was really a favor. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess similar to like the filing the taxing, there's like always those roommate favors where it's like somebody's mm-hmm. out of town or not in the house and you just get that random text that's like something's going wrong in my life i really need like and i can't like you know get it fixed myself mm. can you go do this thing or mm. get something done for me i feel like that's pretty common yeah i had that once when i uh i was going home for the holidays and i was living with my old roommates in sacramento and uh i ubered all the way to the airport and because i think this was still when i was like a real nervous nelly about air air flight about flights um and timing but I had enough time to realize that I'd forgot to bring my medicine. And so I Ubered back home and then Ubered again to the airport. And when I got home just to get my medicine out of the fridge, my roommate was like, oh, you know, I could have just driven that to you. Like, you know, that's what, what that's what roommates are for. And I was like, oh, that's very sweet. I did not know we had that kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah. That's the sort of like roommate- I was not under that impression. <laughs> that's the sort of like roommate emergency that you get favored called in for or like uh I'm I'm at the house and can't get in. Like, can you just drive home mm-hmm. early from whatever you're doing to unlock the door? Mm-hmm. That type of stuff. Uh, I guess bringing back Charlie again, he did. He helped me a lot with car work. He's done that before on, on his free time on his own dime. And there was a moment where I think because his wife was working from home, uh, they didn't need one of their cars while like my car was being worked on. And he just let me borrow his car for like a few days. Charlie's a sweetheart. I've always said that. Yeah. Shout out to him. I don't know. Does this count as just giving somebody something? Is this different than a favor? Like, I'm a pretty big just, like, drinks buyer or, like, just paying covers for people sort of, like, I spread the wealth in that sort of way. I don't know if that's a favor or just giving. Giving is different than favors. Like, when you give somebody a gift or you give somebody something, you're not doing them a favor. You're... But if they borrow something. That's a favor. Because that's what I was thinking of when I was talking about the how to, like, meet friends and influence people or whatever. The whole let someone borrow a pen to like you better. Mm. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Ask them to borrow a pen. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's, like, based off some psychological study, right? Where they've been, like, trusted. Yeah, some psychological study where they had, like, 30 white college students and they made them ask for a pen. Oh, I was going to say, where some for some reason, they traumatized 112-year-olds for no reason. And they were like, ah, it was the 20s. That's how we did psychology. We know what we know now. We, we know the dubious <laughs> science that we know now because of that. <laughs> because of that study where we <laughs> made a scary man break into a little kid's house and give him PTSD for life. Otherwise, we wouldn't know that people were scared of scary guys. <laughs> 
teaching them the scientific method. My question, are people scared of big, scary guys? <laughs> Hypothesis. <laughs> yes. I think I'm just stealing the uh, Z's and Sorry joke at this point. I swear, there's like some experiment. Do you ever think about Pavlov? I'm reading, I'm reading Gravity's Rainbow right now, and they talk about Pavlov a lot. And I think my question is, why did they need to do a whole study to prove that? Wasn't it eminently obvious? <laughs> I, I don't know. Am I being Which smug one? from my 21st century perspective that the idea that dogs would slobber when a bell rang and food was delivered is, like, obvious? That's not what the experiment showed, <laughs> what the experiment proved. I thought it showed that even when there wasn't food, if the bell rang, they would uh, produce saliva. Yeah, that you can condition them to a stimulus, not that- Yeah, is that not obvious? I don't know, am I being smug here? <laughs> Did we really <laughs> yeah, I think you keep are. these dogs in a cage and <laughs> to prove this? I think you I think you are. <laughs> I don't know. I think I could have told you that even if I was around at the same time as him without doing the experiment. I could have been like, yeah, for sure, that's gonna happen. So if someone told you that they could get a bee to stick out its tongue- just based on presenting it a certain smell that has nothing to do no, with No, because food. I don't You'd know like, as much yeah, about bees as dogs. <laughs> okay. All right. I think your average dog owner could have been like, yeah, there's, there's stimuli that the dog will react to even when there's no proof that mm. they're actually going to get what they want. They could be conditioned. I think hundreds of years of just being around dogs, like most pet owners would have been able to tell you that. All right, if you say so. I think the problem with Pavlov is he wasn't respecting the indigenous knowledge of white Americans enough <laughs> in how their dogs behave. Yeah, that's really the issue. <laughs> I still, I still don't think how you, how you, how you thought that. that okay, whatever. <laughs> what? So, I think you're just too married to the scientific process because you are a scientist. Let go mm, of that what it is. constraining mindset. Yeah. I'm really going to bat for Pavlov. What, what has he done for me? Why do I need to do him this favor? <laughs> I always said that I thought that, like, general relativity, I was like, any person who exists in a physical field can understand these things probably already. General relativity is legitimately so much more complicated and nuanced. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Explain general relativity to me. Well... Well, essentially what it means is that, uh, you, have you ever seen a plane fly where, you know, like, it looks like it's going across the sky so fast, but when you're in a plane, you're like, or no, wait, is it the other way around? Okay, and you think that's as complicated as dog slobbers <laughs> at dinner time? If you train them to a dinner bell, who's training their dog to a dinner bell before Probably the experiment? Probably tons of people. Like, no, that's like, they use you, that for like, You don't imagine there was a guy who kids. used to fill up his dog bowl and he would ring a bell and the dog would come running into the room. You don't think that that was a thing people did? All right, yeah, that might be a thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know we talked about last podcast on the left last episode, um, but did I ever tell you the most famous? Because I, I got a text from uh, in the group chat from Joe, who was like, um, you know, the new guy is pretty good. Honestly, the show's just as good, if not better, without Ben. And I was like, yeah, he didn't provide anything to the show besides a little bit of comedy. Like, he didn't do any research. He came in not knowing anything, and he was just kind of like the vehicle for the audience reaction of like, oh, damn, that's right crazy. Now? But one of the most famous uh, parts of the podcast was his hilarious argument 
with the other two people on the pod about how a broken clock is right four times a day. And they're like, no, a broken clock's right oh, twice he, a day. And he's like, no, because sometimes the, the hands are changing. <laughs> <laughs> And so they spent so much try- t- time trying to explain to him that they're not interchangeable. And he's like, a broom clock's t- four times a day. <laughs> Did he look not at it the right know way. that the hour hand was usually shorter? <laughs> was he not accustomed to that? It's been a long time since I've listened to that rant, but I I think I listened to that episode. Like, it's probably clipped and memed on now, but like, I think I listened to it in live time when that episode came out. And I just got like, it was so fucking funny. That's funny. All right. Anything else? I don't want Marshall to be disappointed. You know, a broken clock with uh, one of those like AM PM tickers is actually only right once a day. I don't know. Maybe if you uh, took it into the speed of light, there'd be a general relativity shift. Mm. I think you're thinking a special relativity that deals with speed of light. Yeah, how about you suck these balls with speed of light? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking a special relativity, which is concerned with traveling at high speeds. Hmm. You're traveling at high speeds to get these nuts. <laughs> I don't want to say you're stupid, but it is a little embarrassing. You don't know what general relativity is. I know it when I see it. <laughs> All right, you want to get into columns? Yeah, sure. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. You want to go first or second? Second. All right, so this is advice. This is Ask Ada. Um, this is from Folks Magazine, which is a pill pack magazine. Uh, it is specifically focused on, um, uh, people with disabilities and health issues. So that's what this, uh, advice column is about. So this is a welcome to Ask Ada. Folks' a bi-weekly advice column for people impacted by health issues or disability. Want Ada help? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. Um, okay. What's the best way to offer my help to disabled people? Dear Ada, I'm a commuter and I spend a huge amount of time daily on public transportation. I regularly see people with disabilities also accessing public transport and sometimes I wonder if I should offer my assistance. For example, there's a blind woman on my train who uses a support cane, yet all of the other passengers rush past her to get on the train. Another person I see on occasion who appears to be hard of hearing looks like they're sometimes confused as to when their stop is coming. Should I ask them if they need help? Should I just start helping? I don't want to insult them because they're obviously managing on their own. I just think that we could all use a little help and I don't mind stepping up to offer it. Should I, or shouldn't I? Sincerely, Conflicted Commuter. You absolutely should not. Unless the person asks for help. What are you talking about? The only reason you should offer help in that situation is if they look like they're actively struggling, and I think in that case they'll make it obvious by like, okay, maybe not a blind person, but other disabilities that like look around, make eye contact, or very obviously be like well that's what he's saying about the deaf person oh yeah if they're making a confused face i think that's pretty much always acceptable to be like hey hey what's like do you need any help but what if they have uh fcf resting confused face what if they're like tucker carlson rcf also that stands for resting cunt face adrian oh that's that one's already taken (laughs) that one's already taken okay (laughs) um yeah, I think that's all right. Do a favor. I guess this is the definition of a favor. Helping a blind lady get onto a train. Mm. Helping an old lady across the street with her groceries. Exactly. Instead of like me laughing at her and going, ha good try, old lady, and skating past on my inline skates. Yeah. Move oh, out the way, grandma, <laughs> as I skate by <laughs> on my inline skates. I'm trying to be rad. Uh, I feel like that's something I've seen people do a lot is the uh, offering to help people put their groceries in their car, especially like an old lady. 
Oh, really? That feels so like mm-hmm. when America was great 1960s bullshit. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Other than when no, the people at Publix that, yeah. ask if they, you want them to come to your car. And I'm like, no, I don't need another person my age to walk with my car to my car with me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they they would ask you. I don't think I've ever gotten asked. Oh, uh, really? The public the public's bag people are the only people I've ever routinely felt like it must be part of their job description. Like, you should ask, do you want help taking this to your car? We have two friends who have worked that job. You didn't feel like ask them? Um, I'm, I, I assume they did, man. I'm pretty sure they all do. It's like my pleasure at Chick-fil-A. Like, you don't have to ask. Mm. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. And who other than Adam worked that job? Coleman. Uh, the thing about Adam was he really looked like... You know when they do those face mashups where they put everybody's like, they're like, here's what an average Chinese man looks like. And they took like thousands of faces. And that's Adam. That's Adam for Publix employees. That's kind of true. I mean, some women would argue more handsome than the average employee, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the thing. Usually those those uh, collages do make the person more handsome because it really smooths out all the like features. It kind of makes the person symmetrical and. That makes sense. We had to institute a rule in uh, at Trader Joe's because we had a woman who was pregnant who was working. And one time, uh, the way that it works is you get two bells, you ring it twice, uh, and someone comes up to help you with whatever, put eggs back, put a product back, uh, replace eggs that are broken. Uh, they were conditioning um, so she, you to come help every time the bell rang. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so any Trader Joe's worker would have known what Pavlov was trying to tell us this whole time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you still don't time. agree with me that we didn't need Pavlov. Okay, never mind, never mind. Let's just move on. <laughs> Broken clock, right? Four times a day. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she just randomly answered one of those, and it was a carry out. So it was helping someone carry stuff to their car. And apparently, they were so scandalized by a pregnant woman helping them carry stuff to their car that uh, they called and complained, and we had to institute a new policy at Trader Joe's. That pregnant women aren't allowed to call things, to carry things. Aren't allowed hard. to do carryouts, yeah. What was the other thing about it? Oh, when we did carryouts, uh, I did once get offered a tip, uh, and I took it, and then I asked my manager about it, because I knew infamously from uh, Publix the whole, please no tipping thing. Yeah. Uh, and so I asked my boss, and he was like, yeah, sure, if they offer you money, take it, who cares? And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, brother, that's why this place rocks. He's like, if you want to pickpocket them, if they don't notice, man, who cares? Come on, brother. Mm-hmm. Get that bag. Mm-hmm. You want to take something off the top from the groceries. Hey, we have a one for me, one for TJ's policy here when you're working register. A dollar for you, a dollar for Trader Joe's, baby. <laughs> um, you know, that actually might have been, well, again, it's like I'm getting paid to do it. But like in terms of doing the most favors for people, you really are encouraged to like just if you want to do something for a customer and it takes you away from your job. I once like a lady was lost for some reason. I don't know how you were lost with that with, with when you have a phone and an internet. Um, and she was trying to get somewhere that was like 40 minutes away. And so I literally just took time to like get Google map it on my phone her there. and <laughs> walk back. My, my, my friend Mike did do that once. He drove a customer home because she like biked there and it started like pouring heavy rain. So he just gave her a ride home on his lunch break. But I think that was a horny thing. I don't think that was a Trader Joe's above and beyond Chachi. thing. Um, but yeah, I literally just wrote out like the Google map instructions for how to get to where she was going. And that took me like 20 minutes out of my job where I was just doing that next to her car and a, a Trader Joe's is like, Hey, good job. Customer's happy. Mm. And then they complained because they were like, they made this pregnant guy sit out there and write they instructions. They made this pregnant Guatemala. <laughs> as far as like this advice column goes, I think, 
I don't know, like, what is an advice columnist going to tell you that you don't already know about something like this? It seems like pretty basic human behavior. Like, I mean, the deaf guy might actually recognize you if you take the same train every time. If you're recognizing mm. them, the deaf lady, maybe she maybe she recognizes your footsteps. Mm. But blind, you mean? Blind lady, yeah. And you don't even know who the mute guy is. That's the most fucked up part of all. Damn, bro. Do you think it's a lady with a walking cane who just likes to wear sunglasses on her commute? <laughs> you know, I will say, out of fear of any conversation spiraling into way too long a conversation, even sometimes when I have, like, the urge to help somebody in public, I'm like, do I have 30 minutes to spare if after asking if they need help, it turns out they very much do need help, but it's also a more mm. complicated situation than I realized? Mm-hmm. And in that situation, I can't just be like, oh, actually, I, I thought, like, you needed directions or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize, like, you lost your car and your house is across town <laughs> and your wife is giving labor mm. right now. I don't know if I can handle all of that. <laughs> like, I was really hoping <laughs> I, was, I was hoping I could I could tell you which train goes to North Charlotte, which mm. bus to take to get to North Charlotte. I didn't really... <laughs> Realize your life was spiraling apart right before I came up to you. Wait, that's happened to you, or that's your worry as as to why you don't I think ask people? To much to a much lesser degree, mm. versions of that have happened, or versions of that where it's like, have you ever had that thing where it's like you you go to give money to somebody like panhandling, and then mm-hmm. they want to turn it into a conversation? And you're like, I was trying to be nice. I, I I'm actually really trying to get somewhere. I don't have time to. Yeah. Hear out your life story. Yeah, that happened to me the other day. I was leaving Planet Fitness, and there was a guy standing outside who was like, hey, can you give me, like, a ride down the road? Like, it's not very far. I just need a ride to get over there. And I was like, I I told him, I was like, I'm just trying to get home. Because I thought about it for a second, and I was like, easy enough. But also, if something bad happens, I'm going to feel so stupid telling people this story that I was like, (laughs) yeah, guy asked me. So I was like, get in my car. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. That's honestly what stopped me. It was like, if something bad happens, I'm not even that worried about something bad happening to me. I'm so worried about seeming like the dumbest person on earth, like the most gullible <laughs> dumbass. That's a little different than what I was saying, but I also feel that too. Yeah, yeah. So my advice to this lady is, I guess, don't let that stop you, but be cognizant that sometimes these things can spiral. Like, I guess it. it she said she rides public transport all the time, so I guess she has a lot of free time in her day. Um. Yeah. Well, it's mostly for commuting, is what they were saying. Oh. Uh, so yeah, I guess if you don't have to be at work at a very specific time, jump in and help. Or if it seems like they definitely aren't gonna let this spiral into a bigger situation. All right. You wanna hear Ada's answer? Yeah. Let's hear it. All right. Cool. Dear CC, conflicted commuter. Dear CC, asking to help someone if you have genuine intentions is never wrong ever. But before you offer your help, take a moment to check your motives and determine whether the person actually needs your assistance or if you only perceive them to need help because they are disabled. For example, the person you mentioned who is deaf or hard of hearing probably does know where their stop is. They're counting and watching for each stop on their route, and as long as everything is going forward as expected, they can manage fine without assistance. They don't need your help, and offering it might actually have the opposite effect, confusing them when they are getting along just fine. So when might this person need help? When something happens out of the ordinary which they can't hear. For example, imagine a scenario where a train needs to skip a stop or is being rerouted and an announcement is made over the intercom. In that scenario, you should absolutely offer them your help. 
When you do feel like you should offer your assistance, it's imperative you ask permission of the person first. A simple, would you like a hand with that, or do you need any help, is the easiest way to start the conversation. If you're offering help to someone who is deaf, make a gesture of what you'd like to do, and then look at their face for approval. If the person says no, then smile and go on with your day. If they say yes, then let them tell you what they need from you. For example, the blind woman may ask you to take her arm and guide her onto the train, or she may simply want you to tell her if the car is too full to enter at this time. Someone may agree to accept your help and then not instruct you on how to proceed. In this case, explain everything you're doing before you do it. For example, say to the woman who is blind, I'm going to stand to your right and block the individuals on my side from rushing past you. Please let me know if you'd like me to take your arm and help guide you into the train, or if this is sufficient. By explaining your actions before taking them, you're giving the person you're helping the agency to accept what you're suggesting or request you do something differently. The most important thing is to remember this. Offer help to a person with disabilities the same way you would for an individual who is able-bodied. Be genuine, be sincere, and lead the conversation by asking for their permission first. That's interesting. I feel like, first off, that was great advice. It was uh, a lot more specific than our advice, and mm-hmm. I think would actually really help the question asker. All right. And uh, I'm a little disappointed that the answer didn't mention anything about invisible disabilities. But other than that? Oh, you you think they should be like, do you need a diabetic? Do you need a little snack, Adrian? Do you need a little snack yeah. before we get on this train? What, what if someone sees me shaking and they're like, hey, Adrian, do you need a, need a little gummy? Need a little something? What if someone's nose blind and you can't see? That their nose blind. <laughs> Always good to do a favor, I guess. All right. You want to get into my column? All right. Pilot boy. I brought in Caroline Hacks. Uh, she does the Washington Post. We've had her more than a few times. Dear Caroline, for many years, one of my oldest friends has very kindly taken in my cats for a month every summer while I am out of town because they live in an apartment on a high floor with a balcony. They have always asked me to help them install some safety barriers to reduce the chance that a cat might fall and meet an untimely end. I have told them that I find this risk very low, but I have gone along because it gives them peace of mind. This year, I need to delegate the cat dropping off to my partner, who shares my view that a barrier is unnecessary and doesn't want to help with the installation. My friend is upset about this and has complained bitterly to me. While I do sympathize, I resent that they expect me to be the messenger when they have their own relationship with my partner and could easily express their disappointment directly. Is it acceptable to treat someone as a proxy for their other half in these situations? What's the best response? Wait, hold on. I'm confused about the actors in this. There's a woman with a cat. She has a boyfriend. She always drops off her cat at her friend's place and helps her install cat barriers and then i guess takes mm-hmm. them down when she comes to pick up her cat this year she's uh, not dropping okay. off the cat she's asking her boyfriend to oh, drop her off partner the cat. okay her partner's dropping off the cat and is unwilling to help with the installation okay yeah hmm stuck in the middle okay seems like an easy out to uh let them go without the barriers this time and then next time be like hey they were fine last time i mean that friend is being so unreasonable what cat has ever fall it off a balcony is that a thing that even happens no because they land on their feet Mm. i don't know if that answered my question yeah i don't think it's a reasonable worry yeah i don't think so i I don't i don't think unless they're committing suicide i don't know why they're (laughs) jumping off of that thing yeah this is one of those awkward things where it also like they want you to agree with them so much that you force your boyfriend to do this where it's like you clearly just don't, so it's just like, I don't know, empty words bent on you, and it's just like, what What are you trying to get me to do here? Like, do you not want to take the cat if he doesn't help? 
or if the partner doesn't help like what's going on you need to make your desires a little bit more obvious yeah also how much is this a two-person job or do, do they need to are they refusing to bring the materials or like i don't know what kitty barriers like how hard they are is it like not just like one of those kid play pins where you just kind of like unravel it and put it down yeah right maybe it's more complicated than that i don't know also if the balcony is high up just don't let the cats out are they outdoor cats what's the oh that's true there's a lot of there's a lot of missing information here and if they are outdoor cats they shouldn't be well i mean a balcony outdoor cat is fine i think clearly she doesn't want them off the balcony so it's not like they're outdoor outdoor cats i don't know they could be grabbing those endangered birds straight out of the air um maybe that's where they keep the uh litter box so that oh that's a clutch idea honestly it doesn't stink up the house the last thing you mentioned was about the litter box which um is definitely Miley's favorite part of cat sitting, and I think it's also not Pierce and Nicole's favorite thing, because the last time I was over there, they're trying to get the cats to start using an automatic uh, litter box thing. It looks like a huge black, like, uh, plastic sphere thing. Um, How do they work? You put, like, what? You put the kitty litter in there? How does it, what, what does it do? It, like, spins and has, like, a colander type thing that can, like, let the clean stuff go through and then like the stuff that's clumped gets caught and then gets thrown down and then it refills the bowl again the trash compartment convenient or i had to change it once it wasn't that bad i don't know that doesn't seem worth it like it just kind of sucks to have like the smell of it in the room where it is is what sucks about it i don't know if the actual scooping I don't like doing that. I wouldn't pay $900 to get rid of it, but it's not I mean I don't like it, but I in general I don't think it like fixes everything about a litter box and what Yeah, I think you're right. The other thing would be like having a balcony to put it out would be so much nicer too. Yeah. But then you have to have a covered balcony because obviously if it rains that would be a mess for a little litter box. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. I forgot you uh you did have a you did do a little bit of cat sitting in your day right with your old uh GF? Yeah, yeah, I've done like with multiple for multiple people. Oh, okay. I'm a big favors Not just guy. Not that Adrian. hurt you. I'm just a big mm. I'm a big favors fella. Mm, really shifting the narrative. Uh, can't believe you cut off your internet just to quickly google what is general relativity. Uh, yeah yeah well it turns out that it's when you're in the plane you feel like you're going fast but on the ground you're like oh that's such a slow plane <laughs> that's just regular relativity and then you and know it's, it's the like opposite uh, way around you would think you're not moving when you're in the plane versus when you're outside the plane it looks like it's never mind fuck you <laughs> you know it's like uh have you seen the like the things where it's like a like a net and then a ball that sits into a net and so that's what causes gravity is like mm. it's pool on that net that's general relativity. Now you're you're there. General relativity. It's like a balloon expanding. Yeah. The other thing I was gonna say is that kind of reminds me of what we were talking about during your column, when a favor kind of spirals out into more effort than it was originally intended. This one's a little bit mm-hmm. flipped because it's a person doing the favor, asking for more effort than really needs to go mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is. It is like this frustrating awkwardness of like, come on, can we just like, like, we don't need to put a little fence up. But I guess if like you need that for the favor, we can. I guess if they need it for the favor, you honestly should tell your boyfriend like, we either need to find somebody else to drop off the cat with, which I, yeah. or 
you need to help them. Like, there's really no other way around it unless you're just kind of going to be mean to your friend. Mm. Yeah, it did seem like they were actually grieved by this. Um, also, you are kind of responsible. It is your cat, and it, the favor is for you. Like, this whole, why doesn't she talk to my boyfriend? It's like, I don't know, you're very much an interested party in this. Like, it is weird mm. to be like, I, oh, I wipe my hands clean of it. He's the one dropping off the cat. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, th- I think that's kind of long and short of it. Uh, I mean, it's good that they're worried about killing your cats. I, I mean... We don't know what's going on in this person's life, but, like, find another friend to take care of your cat. Well, it sounds like they're a long-time person, and, like, it's so much easier to give them to the person who knows what they're doing. Mm. Because most people would have a cat at their house, and it would just immediately explode. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely nothing else involved in taking care of a cat. There's definitely not certain food schedules or medicine that needs to be given. It's definitely just like, yeah, here's a cat. I'll see you later. (laughs) Yeah, they can hunt for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, endangered animals, that's what I'm saying. Told you about that time me and uh, Ben were fostering a cat, and by fostering I mean taking care of, not actually fostering, taking care mm-hmm. of somebody's cat, and it was at our place, and it found a uh, raccoon skin hat that was in Ben's closet, <laughs> and- He would have one of those. And attacked it, and drug it downstairs, we just see the cat coming down the stairs with its kill- <laughs> And we just, at first, we're like, holy shit, what did it find in the attic? And then we're like, oh, it's Ben's hat. And it just, like, somehow knew it was an animal and was like, oh, I'm gonna hunt this. This is my prey. I mean, this gets into stuff that people ask me where I'm like, I don't think you realize what my degree is, but, like, do they, do they, they don't think that's a real animal, do they? I don't know. I, and that's why, I w- w- because I think he'd either gotten it as a gift or found it thrifting. So I was trying to look at the label and be like, is it real, like, raccoon, mm. like, that they can smell it and that's what tipped it off it was a real animal? Or is it playing? Or is it does it think it's a real animal and it's visual? I think I found mm. out it was fake. So it was synthetic fur. So okay. I, I don't know if it thought it was a real animal or not. If it did, I guess it must be off scent because, or off visuals, not scent, because I think synthetic fur probably just smells like any other fabric, right? It doesn't probably, smell yeah. like an animal. Yeah. And it was like in his closet, so I had to like jump up to get it and yeah, then yeah, like yeah. grab it. Okay, I don't yeah. know exactly where it was, but from the way he said it, it's not like it was dangling off a hook, like it was behind shit. Well, if it was Ben's room, it could really be anywhere. <laughs> it could have been in any of many piles of clothing. Yeah. <laughs> the piles of clothing in his room felt like you could you could jump into one and find yourself in Narnia. There was something like almost magical. Like it felt like they were probably bigger on the inside. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it kind of it gave this vibe of like Ben legitimately thought the floor was lava. <laughs> And so you have to have little patches of places to go in order to get to the bathroom and out there of your room. There was legitimately piles of clothes that felt climbable. Like, to get to the top, you would have to, like, you know, use your arms and legs. Like, this wasn't just, like, you could pick off the top. You know, it's a method to the madness, I'm sure. Um, cool, you want to hear the answer? Yeah, sure. The answer is Sure. It would be less complicated for your friend to talk to your partner directly. Still, the favor is between you and your friend, not between your partner and your friend. So talking to you makes more sense. 
but you've asked me the wrong question and chosen the wrong target for your resentment. The issue here is the rather stunningly obnoxious choice your partner has made to draw a hard line against the minimal effort to humor one of your oldest friends who is doing you a massive favor on an animal basis. Holy flying cats. You are not stuck, and your middle status is a responsibility to point out to your partner that when people do significant favors for you, you either indulge them on what they require or stop asking the favors. And yes, you are asking your partner for a favor too. One you hope they will either do fully as asked or decline up front, because the half R thing of this favor has set resentment in motion that might cost you your friend's goodwill. Are you sure about this partner, may I ask? Sure, sure. The only information I have to go on is Catgate, granted. But passing up such a basic opportunity to be a good sport does not make your partner look good. Damn. Caroline actually went for the dump him, honey. We didn't even do that. Yeah. To be, I don't think that this is like a dump him sort of thing, because maybe he doesn't know how important it is to the friend, and he was just flippantly like, I'm not doing that dumb shit. Ugh. Yeah. But... She is right. Like, it is a minimum amount of effort. And if he's, like, agreed to drop off the cat, he could, like, maybe you should have made it obvious that was part of the deal of dropping off this cat. Mm-hmm. Is Caroline Hacks British? Or do you Americans also because say Because she arson? said arse. Yeah. Maybe that's how she gets around the censors. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that is so weird that they went to dump your partner. Yeah, I don't think it's a dump level thing, but I, I sort of see her point. It is annoying. It is annoying that such... Really, to be honest with you, maybe this is one of those things where it's like, I think every person in this question is being annoying. Finding yourself in this situation mm. is just annoying. Yeah. You feeling like I get to wipe my hands off of it because I'm not literally doing the drop-off, even though it's a favor for me. Which is one of the solutions. Your friend wanting to put up a gate or to put up a fence for a cat to not fall off a balcony, which has literally never happened to any cat ever, is annoying. And your boyfriend not wanting to spend five minutes humoring your friend is annoying. It's like, it's just three people who seem to be purposefully behaving as badly as possible to make this situation happen. Yeah. Ain't no winning on this one. All right, Adrian, I have two potential third segments for you. Do you want to pick which one we should do? Yeah, sure. Find myself at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. So, you know how there's been a genocide happening in uh, Palestine recently? I'm familiar. So, I was thinking we could either talk about that and donate some money and encourage our uh, audience to donate some money to uh, Palestinians who desperately need it right now. Or we could do a topical tip for Gaylords, who just had their world upended when Taylor Swift announced that she was straight. Oh, shit. I didn't know Gaylord come to an end. Yeah. Or is it just starting? Um, I think some people, I'm sure, are going to continue insisting that she's gay and that the secret messages, Mm -hmm. this is just her putting a roadblock in their way. I think her exact words were, I used to only hang out with women because I thought this couldn't be sexualized by creepy fans, but they still found a way to do it. Mm, Okay, this actually does sound kind of interesting. (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of talked out on the first one, but do we have like a uh, best place to send money suggestion? Yeah, should we do it on pod so that we can show how easy it is or just announce that we will be sending money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Do you know what the best organization is, or did you have like any links to like direct? Yeah, funding? there's Anera A N E R A in the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund. Which one should we as a podcast donate to? Which one did uh, Hassan donate to? Menage or Piker? Piker. <laughs> I didn't say Hassan. Uh, let me check. I'm not sure. I think he might have done the Red Cross. I was gonna. Uh, you mean the Red Crescent? Yes. He did, oh, a couple of them. He did the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund, American Near East Refugee Aid. That was the Anera one. So he did both of the ones I mentioned, but then as well, Medical Aid for Palestinians and Palestinian Red Crescent. Mm. All right. Well, we're not going to get any clout from being the first ones to donate to one of these places, but <laughs> and that which was... is what I was hoping to get from the third segment. <laughs> um, what do you think? What's calling your name? The Palestinian Children's Relief Fund seems to be one that everybody's donating to, so maybe that's the safest yeah. one to point people to, because it seems to be... That was the one that I googled. I was like, you know, one of the main points is that half the people in there are just children, so okay, seems like a good... So, if you guys go to their website, pcrf.net, up on the top right, there's a donate. Click that. Missions and Project. Uh fill out my name oh i should probably do this tomorrow i think my company matches donations but oh wait really to anything yeah so if you do it at work uh no i just need to like check what forms i have to fill out to get them to match it oh that's kind of cool do you want it publicized to your company that you're doing that could you imagine if i got fired <laughs> over donating to the palestinian <laughs> children's relief <laughs> that's what i was thinking yeah <laughs> Um, okay, let me do my work laptop. I have to do this or that. We're going to edit this so that it seems like a more streamlined process than what Paul's doing. The whole point is to make it look like it's very easy to do. <laughs> I had to figure, I had to get my work <laughs> laptop to do the company match. <laughs> this is a little concerning. PCRF also stands for Pediatric Cancer Research Foundation, different than the Palestinian Children Relief Fund. Hmm. Oh, God, I think the PCRF I might have clicked on was the Phil Carter Relief Fund. It's just going straight into Phil's pockets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That bastard, <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, cool. Done. So uh, what's going on with this? Uh, with the, the T-Swizz? Oh, yeah, you didn't hear about this? Let me pull up an article. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah, and the whole point of that was all of you better fucking donate, you racist pieces of shit. Yep. Leave a picture of your donation receipt with a five-star review. Okay. Taylor Swift Gaylor. Let's see if anybody's done a good write-up on this. Okay. From theindependent.com. Taylor Swift responds to long-standing fan rumors that she is bisexual. Oh, I guess that I was going to say, you should you should you explain the trend? But honestly, it kinda, that kind of gets at it. People are <laughs> fucking unhinged and weird, but. So if you guys don't know, gay lords think that she drops hints. They call themselves Gaylords because they're Taylor Swift fans, Taylor, but they think she's gay. Uh, and they think that through her costuming choices and her lyrics, she drops secret hints for them to uncover. It's like QAnon for bisexual women. It's something I read online that I just copied because it sounded funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think my favorite part of it is that they call people who think, you know, normal people who just assume because she dates men and has never implied that she's gay, just assume she's heterosexual. Mm -hmm. They call them hetlers because they're <laughs> wow. not gay lords, they're hetlers. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Um, 
Which is so funny to come up with such a mean-spirited name for people who just believe people about their sexuality <laughs> instead of coming up with a conspiracy. <laughs> no, that's rad. Um, a lot of them concentrate on the idea that she's dated Carly Cloth. She Playboy model? No. No, she was just a regular model. She's married to Jared Kushner now. Oh. Right? Or Wait. am I thinking of a different person? Did Ivanka... Uh, divorced oh, Jared Kushner? She, she's married to Joshua Kushner. Oh, uh, okay. Writing about making the jump from country to pop music, Swift explained that when she'd been shamed publicly for dating like a normal young woman and had been slut-shamed and targeted as a boy-crazy psychopath, it became clear to me that for me there was no such thing as casual dating or even having a male friend who you platonically hang out with. If I was seen with him, it was assumed I was sleeping with him. And so I swore off hanging out with guys. Dating, flirting, mm. or anything that could be weaponized against me by a culture that claimed to believe in liberating women, but consistently treated me with the harsh moral codes of the Victorian era. I swore off dating and decided to focus on myself, my music, my growth, and my female friendships. If I only hung out with my female friends, people couldn't sensationalize or sexualize that right. I would learn later on that people could and people would bunch of weirdo freaks i think wait before i say anything more about this um are 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 are, are rachel and uh ethan are they into it or are they like ironically into it i i think i've asked rachel about it she thinks it's weird but okay. I, I i don't want to speak on their beliefs i think that's what she said okay I think it's just it, because I think most people who were part of this movement saw themselves as like in sexual liberation or like queer liberation and didn't realize that what they were doing was kind of homophobic and odd. Yeah. And inappropriate. So I think this coming out has led to a real, uh, a real uh, meltdown in the gay lore community where people realize like, was I the baddie all along? Mm. You think there's a lot of self reflection going on? Um,. Yeah, it seems like it. There's a big subreddit drama thread that I was clicking through, and it seems like there's a lot of, like, blaming Taylor. Like, she, you know, there's a lot of, she was queer baiting by wearing, like, purple, pink hair, which was, you know, the bi-flag colors. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I've seen accusations of gaslighting from Taylor. Like, she'd been pretending well, that makes to be sense. queer, she and is it was a unfair. Gaslight, girl boss, gatekeep. Yeah, there's, like, people who were, like, she dropped so many clues that it was her plan to then unveil this and make us look crazy. <laughs> to what end? <laughs> uh, I mean, I get that she's straight. It is kind of funny to be like, I only hung out with girls because I assumed that couldn't be sexualized. <laughs> and then, like, apparently she had to learn what a lesbian was <laughs> at some point in her adult life. She was like, wait. Um, I've heard about mommies and daddies, and even daddies and daddies, but mommies and mommies. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm not really super immersed in this uh, subculture, so I don't know how weird it gets. I've heard the things about, like, uh, the uh, subtle hints that are supposedly around or whatever and stuff like that, but I'm not too uh, deep into any of it, so, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyone who takes it seriously, I don't think I encounter on a day-to-day, uh, in my day-to-day -day life. Um, and I do think it's funny that, like, if she, if they, if it is someone who <laughs> believed in the theory and then said, okay, this proves us wrong, now what we need to focus on is holding her accountable for queer baiting. <laughs> it's such a cool way to be. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think now that's just plain fun. 
Because I think there's way more like actual things with uh, Billie Eilish doing queer baiting, right? Uh, oh yeah, I think of all the pop stars, Taylor Swift. M- she reads so straight. <laughs> if anything, yeah, she. The the what made the conspiracy interesting was that it was like the classic straight all American girl. <laughs> You know, blonde mm-hmm. hair, dating the football player. Like, oh, what if she was lesbian? But I thought the whole point was that, like, she kind of clearly seems straight. <laughs> she just seems yeah, straight. Yeah. She's got BSE. Which, it's alright to be straight, y'all. It's alright. It's okay. <laughs> no, Adrian, it's <laughs> cool, man. I'm redefining being it's straight. Real, it's the real punk. Off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, you know what? Since we're bringing in, like, stuff that children are supposed to like that we like uh, sometimes, um... The disappointment in the uh, Try Guys fan base that um, so okay let me let me establish this lore. It's the four guys from BuzzFeed, right? But one of them, the really annoying, ugly one who's tall, he also has a band with two other people, and so they make a lot of appearances on the show. Um, one of them is apparently someone that people don't like because they don't like his vibe, but the other one is generally well liked. He's really nice. Uh, he's chill. Um, he like has a charity in New York where he like helps fund arts programs for kids. Um, but also a uh, very, uh, very uh, practicing Jew. And uh, apparently people are very uh, surprised at uh, his recent comments on how things are going and how Israel has a right to defend itself. And there was a thread about it. And like, literally, I, I don't know anything about his life. Um, but the fact, I don't know, there's this weird thing that young people will sometimes do where they're like, I know he's not like, I know he's straight and like, he hasn't come out as like gender fluid or anything. And he's basically just a straight white guy. But I always liked that he was willing to like, dress a little bit effeminate or whatever and stuff like that and i always thought he was so progressive because of that (laughs) and then he comes out and says this stuff and i was like it's you're just like in your head you just gave him like correlated queer honor i don't don't understand i know it is funny they always read to me as a little bit (laughs) yeah i see what you're saying it's frustrating it's stupid yeah but like i said you know these are all things for children so are we getting in (laughs) am i getting in trouble for saying taylor swift for children I feel like that's not a controversial opinion for uh, Try Guys, but. I've seen people start. It seems like it's a lashback to Taylor Swift that just started. I don't know. She doesn't really offend me, but I've seen people on Twitter start becoming like, she's the Marvel movies of music. Like, it's a monoculture that's inescapable. And I wouldn't go that mm. far, mainly because I actually found Marvel movies so frustrating and inescapable, and I've never found Taylor's music like that. Yeah. I guess music is just a lot less like it feels like one musician doesn't really muscle out any of the music I want to listen to, but big bu- yeah, big box office budget movies do sometimes muscle out movies I would rather be seeing. Just in terms of yeah. like, I feel like other people could be getting this sort of like money to make something more creative. I don't think Taylor's sweeping up any money that was going to go to Boldy James, so <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else. Yeah, that's I why I always feel bad about people making fun of her like fans. That, uh, I was going to say, the closest I've gotten to feeling like that is when she released those four vinyls, which seemed unnecessary right. to convince her fans to buy four vinyls and use up like four the vinyl. entire four vinyl vinyls, plural. and use up the entire supply in the country. I don't even buy vinyl, but I was like, ah, come on, you don't need to do that. There's like hobbyists who want to buy like little independent artists on vinyl. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think the thing you brought in last week about the lady who was mad about there being kids at the Eras Tour movie was, like, maybe the closest anyone's ever gotten to that. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I always felt bad about that. Uh, I know I called them dirty little freaks earlier in this segment, but every time they make fun of, 
like especially when the movie first came out like there were people posting videos of like uh you know how like for concert movies people will dance in the crowd mm-hmm. or whatever and it was just like a big circle of white women holding hands like in a circle and they're like i think i've seen this it's called midsummer <laughs> and i was like all right that's kind of funny but those are clearly like children i don't know man <laughs> maybe maybe leave maybe leave them out of this all right cool ready to get out of here big fact no cap yeah big fact big fact when it comes to giving favors do me a favor and donate to the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund. Uh, no cap. Taylor Swift ain't did nothing to nobody, and she certainly never stopped Boldy James. <laughs> she couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, bye.